0: This episode of Moon Tower Business is brought to you by your local state farm agent, Alejandra de la Torre. Alejandra's team has amazing customer service, knowledgeable staff, and super competitive pricing. They also have a very convenient location in Round Rock, located at 2200 North A.W. Grimes Boulevard, Suite 500. Alejandra's team is bilingual and they have over 52 years of combined experience in the insurance industry. Alejandro's team is very friendly and helpful, and they always go the extra mile. They even have after hours emergency availability. So please call Alejandro's State Farm team for all of your insurance needs, whether it's auto, home, life, or business. Their telephone number is 512-244-3311. Or you can see their website at www.alexdelatore.net. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Moon Tower Business Podcast. This is your host, Joseph O'Bell, and today I'm speaking to James Petrosi. James, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, thanks so much, Joseph. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Thank you for being here, sir. A uh, lot to talk about today. Uh, you have a new book that's out. It's called uh, Know Your True Self, The Formula to Raise Human Consciousness. Uh, I'm excited to delve into that. But I guess before we kick off, maybe you can just introduce yourself to listeners, talk about a little bit about your background and, and different things you've been involved in in the past.
1: Yeah, well, first, let me start by saying I've been in Austin two years now, and I absolutely love it. Um, when I was going on the journey of, of founding PTNL, I was thinking, you know, where do I wanna start this company? I had been in New York City for seven years and undergoing the drastic change from working in advertising to starting this new endeavor. Um, I, knew that I knew I needed a, a total lifestyle change and a change in location and Austin's been a, a wonderful new home. So thank you to all the listeners out there from Texas. I guess where my journey began, um, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit is something we were talking about shortly before the show and, and how you got involved in this. You know, for me, I was exposed to the entrepreneurial spirit from a very young age. When I was about 11 years old, my dad started a company out of our house, a sales and marketing consulting company called Sales Research Institute. So I firsthand witnessed what it took to sort of build a, a business and and be part of it working throughout most of my childhood and into my early adulthood. And it was really fascinating because, um, you know, he had a background in education, had found his way into sales. And after being a top sales performer, he founded Sales Research Institute and had a marquee program called the Science of Selling, which went globally for companies like 3M, Motorola, Hewlett Packard. So in the early 90s, as a little pipsqueak, he was kind enough to have me travel around with him, and I just got this amazing business exposure. And I always tell people I had to work my way up from assembling training manuals in my early days to after college when I was uh, you know, doing international consulting for large organizations on my own and having my own book of business. Then around 2006, um, my dad got sick with cancer for the first time. I was going through my own life changes and I found my way into advertising through talent development, working for a a national firm. And then I spent the next 15 years just really, really loving uh, the B2C world because I had been business to business so long. And, you know, when you're a a young kid and you're dressing up, I mentioned the types of clients we had, you know, I'm, I'm dressed in business casual with my blue suit, but underneath it all i grew up as like a bmx biker a snowboarder a skateboarder so it was nice and advertised and i remember my first meeting i showed up looking a little dorky because i didn't know what to expect and i walked into a room and everyone had mohawks and tattoos and i was like all right this is a cool culture but what i love most about advertising my whole time i spent there was really um understanding people. My passion's always been people. I think what my dad taught was a lot of the psychology of sales, the psychology of marketing. So the School of Positive Psychology has always been big for me. Um, That's why I studied organizational communications and psychology in college. And then um, finally, you know, I guess fast forward and and before I moved to Texas, I was working for Endeavor. Um, They just went public owned by Ari Emanuel and Patrick Whitesell. And was working across all elements of culture, any professional sports league, any music festival you can think of, fashion, film, entertainment. I mean, we were at the epicenter of everything, but I'd always had this calling and I always knew around the time I turned 40 years old, I was going to make the leap and start PTNL. And in those 15 years I was in advertising, I was also working on a side project with my father. That was sort of our personal project called the science of living, which was the life skills components of the science of selling. Um, We never marketed it. We never had a business plan for it. It was just the sharing of knowledge and being a student of elements of consciousness, well-being, integrated life skills, education. Some people call it social skills. And um, it was uh, in 2017, he got sick again with cancer. And this time it was looking really bleak and I thought I was going to lose him. So I said, you know, I'm going to leave my job. Now's the time anyway, start PTNL. And I spent the next two years uh, working on know your true self and, and helping some other individuals along the way as I have launched PTNL.
0: That's really cool that you, you grew up in kind of a entrepreneurial environment uh, being able to see your dad and kind of witness firsthand what it takes to kind of launch a company and, and things that he had to deal with. Uh, what kind of stuff did you see him going through in his business and uh, what kind of lessons do you think you took from that?
1: Yeah, the lessons I took was just the volition that it takes, um, the volition, the ambition, the positive attitude, the perseverance, because, you know, he had a home office. And I don't know, back then, you know, you didn't log onto the Internet to play video games with your friends. You asked your parents, can I go out to play with my friend down the street? And I remember there was a lot of times if my mother was out running errands or doing specific things that I would be at home and sort of waiting for him to have a break from his calls to ask him a question if I could go do something but you know that time became really valuable to me because I would sit at the stairs and listen to all his sales calls listen to his approach listen to what he was doing and you know in some ways I can say that everything I experienced working with him held me back from being an entrepreneur myself for a little while because I know the, the, the beautiful struggle that entrepreneurship is all about. And um, you know some of the lessons that I learned were really just integrity, perseverance, humanity, helping other people. And the more people you help, the more successful you'll be, whether it's in financial or other ways. Um, but a truly motivating and inspiring experience. And one I'm grateful for, because I know that there are so many people in the world that don't have that type of mentorship from a young age. And it really helps propel me really fast as I, as I graduated college and entered, you know, into new fields.
0: That's excellent. And so in, in college, you, you studied psychology, which I feel kind of give you like a very kind of unique perspective on, on you, you entered advertising ultimately, at, at, at I think initially, uh, yeah. and then you, and then, uh, you started your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how do you feel that that kind of, um, uh, how, how you saw things going forward at studying psychology going into your career?
1: Yeah, the psychology. You know, I think back then I had had an ambition of graduating for co- from college um, either being a, a social psychologist um, or entering a field that was directly associated with you know helping people and. I struggled with math my whole life. I'm I'm a little dyslexic. It's like looking at another language to me, and it is another language, and I couldn't pass statistics. That pushed me a little closer into organizational communications, but I think what was really exciting is when I entered advertising, you know, as a strategist, um, you have access to so much consumer data and insights, so we were running ethnographical research, qualitative research, quantitative research. I was moderating focus groups. So I was like, you got to be an armchair psychologist in a lot of ways, and you get to see your efforts and aggregate all this knowledge into insight and then take that insight and find meaningful ways to connect brands with consumers was just really exciting. And that was the emergence of lifestyle marketing. So all these CPG companies that were once just product on the shelves, telling their features and benefits and reasons to believe were now entering all different types of cultures and creating communities. And that was just a really, really exciting experience. So the psychology is the thread that sort of held everything together throughout my career, um, which has been really fun and, and manifested in different ways.
0: Very good. And then uh, you you launched uh, your own, your own uh, company, PTNL. You t- touched a little bit about that earlier, but can you kind of go into a little more detail of the things that uh, you do through PTNL?
1: Yeah. So PTNL is the uh, abbreviation for potential. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that raising human consciousness is now where true potential lives. We live in a world where consciousness is hijacked by 24/7 connectivity, an end of stream, endless stream of desires, and you know we're sort of sucked into this environment. And you know, working in the field of marketing and advertising, you see how much consciousness has sometimes been fragmented, hijacked, splintered, whatever you want to call it. So. You know, really at PTNL, um, you know, our mission is helping organizations, leaders, and um, students realize their potential, I said, by raising their consciousness. So it's been really exciting as we've started this journey. I think at the beginning of it, you know, um, most of our efforts have been focused on developing Know Your True Self, but we've also been fortunate along the way in my spare time. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of senior leaders, coaching them as they've navigated some of the changes along with COVID. And now that we're uh, moving beyond sort of this uh, everything in Zoom world and cultures are starting to come back within organizations, we're starting to help organizations prepare for what the future of their organizational culture looks like. And a lot of those who aren't necessarily going back to a traditional work environment but looking at flex options how do we increase employee engagement and really the biggest theme we have for them is the rehumanization of the workforce um, is big and then from a student level I just have a passion for helping the youth I think it's exciting Uh, you know I've spoken at Fairfield on multiple occasions really liked I've helped some athletic departments and other universities doing some train the trainer programs so you know, we have sort of a lot of offerings and a broad appeal, and I think we just look for people that, that we can help and, and add the most value to, you know, their organization themselves or, you know, individuals looking to, to progress in their life.
0: That's great. And are your clients um, kind of spread out all over the country? Are they concentrated in, in Austin or Texas? Where are they at? Do you see them? Mostly
1: spread out over the country, um, just because the breadth of relationships that I've had. Most of them weren't in Austin when I started PTNL, and I haven't really been focused on a lot of business prospecting just because the book has taken up 90% of my time. So the projects I've been doing on the side have been a lot of fun. And now it's interesting as an entrepreneur because, you know, you spend so much time developing something as sort of your core belief system. Now it's about not taking that and selling, you know, the book as an offering, but um, using it as a philosophy to excite people about what we're doing and how we can help, you know, themselves and their organization. So it's, uh, it's fun to turn over this new leaf. It's really exciting.
0: That's awesome. And uh, let's switch gears to your book now. I mean, first of all, congratulations on on, uh, on releasing your book. Um, I guess, what inspired you to to write it?
1: Yeah. My father's the inspiration behind it. Um, number one, you know, we've been sharing all of this knowledge and insight about the human experience and, you know, hundreds of books over the past, you know, since I was really young. So as an individual, he's the inspiration. But I think for me personally is, you know, I'm not an advocate against technology. I am an advocate for humanity and, um, I believe humanity needs some help right now. I think we need to gain our humanity back. I think, you know, what's enabled us to survive and flourish as a species for so long is our compassionate, connected, cooperative, communal nature. And there's so much more that unites us than divides us. And really, just given the climate on everything that's happened and all the judging, complaining, poking that happens in mainstream media, really just wanted to do something to really Raise the consciousness of humanity, and and that was the big reason behind the book from a personal standpoint.
0: Yeah, 2021. I mean, it's 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 been a crazy past few years, and uh, just a lot of stuff going on in the world, uh, politics, um, and and the coronavirus, uh, and just nowadays technologies is so overwhelming. You know, you got so many different social medias. You got your phone. You got your iPad. Um, it's just can be overwhelming, and and uh, it's, I can see how it's easy for people to, to lose focus on, on what their goals are and what they want to do in life when they have so many distractions. So, uh, reading a little bit about what your book is about is, is very interesting. Um, without kind of giving away the whole story, can you just kind of t- touch on some of the points that you cover in your book and you talk about?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, in Know Your True Self, um, I guess from a a big picture standpoint, going back just one more second to the development, is you know, you mentioned everything that's going on from a digital perspective. And I think one of the biggest challenges we face is the onslaught of information and content that gets thrown on us on a daily basis. And navigating the world of self help, self improvement, consciousness, mindfulness can almost be like this minefield of information that just keeps exploding right in front of you. And we have, tendency as a culture just to chew the content, spit it out, chew another piece of content, spit it out. And I think like even LinkedIn had a stat that was like 90% of the people that like an article haven't even read the article. So, you know, part of what we're trying to do in Know Your True Self is is we develop the formula to know your true self, which has seven integrated components to it. Um, It starts with self-awareness. Self-awareness is our deepest section, because it covers the evolution of consciousness, the human mind, and then common self-awareness roadblocks. Then we go into virtue, um, which is a commitment to live through the true self. And after talking about virtue and how to connect with your true self through simple meditative practices, we go into willpower because virtue is tough. Because willpower, there's all these desires that we have to contend with on a day-to-day basis, Um and then after willpower, uh, we talk about acceptance, embracing reality as it is. Then we have a beautiful section on unconditional love. And, you know, if you ever want to learn how to be more accepting of others, I think the accept, the acceptance section dovetailing is to unconditional love and then gratitude. And then we end on bliss. And that makes up the formula to know your true self.
0: That's amazing. I think that couldn't be a, a better time to to put that out for people to to learn about, uh, you know, given everything that's going on.
1: Yeah. And it's um, the way it's served up really bite-sized nuggets of information. Um, We developed it, you know, if anyone's ever read the book, The Shallows that came out 10 years ago about what the internet's doing to our brain. I've been doing a lot of research on social media and, and content consumption over the years. So we developed it in a really unique format bite-sized lessons that um, then allow you to have guided self-reflection questions in each section. So it's not talking to you. It's giving you human truths for you to reflect on and see how they apply to your own life. So, you know, um, you don't have to listen to stories about my life. You get to uncover the richness of your own true self and how you're going to find it throughout this journey.
0: The whole discussion about social media is, is, is very interesting. I I watched a documentary not that long ago, I, I forgot what it's called, but they they talk about how people just become obsessed with social media and just become addicted to it and feel like they have to look at it every two minutes throughout the whole day and uh, and you just kind of live your life through that lens and you you almost feel like what you portray on your social media is what your your real life is and and people just get consumed by that. Um, and, and every day there's a new one, right now, now we got a uh, clubhouse coming out and, and, uh, and that's just a new avenue for people to, to connect with other people and, and learn about stuff. And it can just be super overwhelming. It can, it can take you over. So, uh, learning about how to, how to deal with this and, and, uh, I haven't read your book yet, but, um, I feel like it could be a very good approach to help people in, in situations like that.
1: Yeah, it's really helpful. It's really helpful for people to understand. I think, you know, what are the forces that they contend with living in a materialistic world of wants desires social media alternate realities when you know it's always blown my mind you know social media one yes because it puts our unconscious mind in a frenzy of comparing liking judging disliking the way people treat people on social media i've when people walk down the street, I don't see people just yelling at other people based on what they look like or what they're doing. But, you know, it's like an open forum just to like air it all out, which is is somewhat disgusting at times, but it's also so beautiful because without it, we wouldn't be communicating through this. We wouldn't be able to do business. It's about understanding how consciousness and your mind functions and who you are as an individual and how you use it as a purposeful tool rather than a way of life. Because, you know, if you want to see a beautiful reality, if you live in Austin, Texas, go check out Zilker Park. Look at all the flowers blooming. Look at the turtles. Don't bring your phone. You don't need your phone to enjoy that. You know, there's certain times when you just have to 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 let go of it and learn how to disconnect because you know the true nature of our reality is right in front of us. It's the connections we have and. You know, even with conversations with other people, I was talking with my wife the other day. I said, you know, I would love to have a conversation with someone where they don't have to use their phone to tell me what they're talking about. I'm not interested in waiting to see what the picture looks like. I just want to have the conversation. I want to have the eye contact. I want to feel that connection and I want to form that bond. And those, you know, deep, meaningful connections are few and far in between. You know, you can't even get into an elevator without everyone's head down. How about just saying, hey, Have a nice day. Good to see you. Like, navigate your life with kindness. There's so many opportunities to live and act through our true self that are, um, you know, underutilized and go unnoticed every day. So it's a tough situation for everyone to be in. And, you know, we're adapting and learning as we're going. But if we just get caught up in the algorithm and let the algorithm run our lives, it's going to lead to more anxiety and depression. And, you know, the mental health issues right now are pretty much a lot of it's because of social media addiction and most most humans are in denial over it. And that's fine if they choose to live that way. It's up to them.
0: Yeah, And even in, in so- social settings, like going to restaurants, it's sad to see people, you know, the majority of people in a restaurant are sitting across their loved one or their family and they're buried in their phones and they're not enjoying each other's companies like, like they should should be like we did in the past.
1: Right. And that, there's your inner circle, right? You're with your inner circle, the people most important to you in life. And who's all your time spent on doing the most outlandish weirdest dance on TikTok. So you can try to get likes from strangers that will never be there for you in sickness in times of need or any other thing to help get you through life. You know, it's like this chase for likes is, is so bizarre sometimes. And and, you know, the only way to get more likes is to create platforms that are more bizarre. So it's, it's not enough to take a picture. It's not enough to have funny emojis going out and how we need to do crazy dances and songs. And like, what's next? How far do we have to go where we can't just find peace with being with ourselves, loved ones, great friends and nature and just enjoying the human experience? Because the human experience is what's so beautiful. You know, we often forget that.
0: Absolutely. This is really interesting stuff. Are do, do you have any um speaking events planned where you where you're gonna talk about some of these yeah, topics I, you in know, your book?
1: I've I've been it was interesting. Before COVID hit, um I had done I've been talking with VUCA collective in town. They have a couple of co-working spaces and I had done a, a virtual program with them. Now that we're starting to look to open up more, um you know, I'm not against doing virtual events, but I'm excited to get back in people. So I'll have some news coming up soon on my website on, on some opportunities to get involved. I'm really excited about starting a Know Your True Self book club in Austin, just doing something special for the community, which I think could be really fun and, and more intimate. Um, and then larger scale ones are definitely going to be coming down the road as, as this journey continues.
0: Very good. I'll have to look out for that and, and uh, follow that, and maybe attend uh, the book club or something.
1: Yeah, without a doubt.
0: Um, So tell us a little bit about your experience uh, writing a book. What what was that like for you? Uh, You know, what what was the process like kind of putting your thoughts together on paper?
1: Yeah, the process um, very much like, you know, multi-year. I think the first from 2000 and probably five to 2015 I was very much on the receiving end of so much knowledge. So the working relationship with my father and I uh, while I was in advertising is any new book on thought leadership, consciousness, the mind, or older book that is a timeless classic, anything, he would always aggregate all of his notes from that book, send it to me. We would have rich discussions about the book, and then he would send me the book, and then I could go through the book on my own. So it was this nice fluid learning process. And during the same time, you know, he was aggregating a lot of content in different various forms of notes and formats and structures of how we could actually build this moving forward. Then when I decided, you know, to start the company, my father was really sick. He was on feeding tubes, um, didn't look like he'd ever be able to eat again, completely emaciated. And we started working together and, most of our work as we couldn't travel was done remotely. So every day at 10 AM, I would get him on the computer. I'd share my screen and the book isn't written in traditional paragraph forms. It's written in, in an in insights. So the structure of the book and creating, it was very fluid. A lot of it was me in InDesign, writing, developing things. Then at night, us going back off, spreading out, getting back our thoughts together and, you know, some people said to me, you know, through this process, "Oh, is it hard to work during the day? Do you have your own company? Do you just goof off?" I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like my consciousness and the drive and how I was being directed in collaboration with him was such a, a beautiful process that three months into it, he got taken off of feeding tubes and was able to eat again. Um, miracles started happening. It, it just. Really was a, a soulful experience, and you know during the the um, and then you just have to keep going and pushing. I think one thing that happened during the pandemic, I was you talked about workshops. At one point, I was thinking about just developing this as like a uh, live workshop, and I developed a, a first draft of Know Your True Self. The pandemic hit. I was like, geez, I can't do workshops. So let me just put this manual out there to get some feedback, got great feedback from readers, went back to the drawing board, uh, multiple projects I had had at one time I was going to do two or three books. I, I cascaded that into one book and, and it was just a, a really, um, the, you know, of all the clients I've worked with over the years and, and all the success I've had in my business, this is not just my greatest success, but the most challenging project I've ever worked on dealing with consciousness, the mind creating behavioral change it, really wonderful but it really really pushed me you know when I left advertising I was like this has gotten a little easy for me I want I want something really difficult well, I got it <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it was a, a beautiful experience just just really really beautiful I'm, I'm so grateful to you know we all have talents in life and talents change and evolve over time and embracing change is fundamental to nurturing your talents as you get older and, and uh, the change that I've gone through throughout this process it has just been one that I'm, I'm eternally grateful for.
0: That's really cool. I mean, that's awesome to hear how your, your father got better throughout the process and, and kind of took steps to, to, to uh, get healthy. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's so nice to hear that, that that happened during the process of writing your book. Uh, what do you think surprised you the most about this whole process when you wrote the book? Um, you know,
1: what surprised me the most was just, I'm used to running a lot of short sprints in business. And by short sprints, it's, you know, we have to come up with a creative concept, insights, ideas, platforms, sales strategies, marketing plans, and usually, whatever one of those projects you're engaged in, there's multiple of them. And, you know, You go through either a month period, six month period, sometimes a year period. But, you know, along the way, there's a lot of room for like celebration because you have a lot of wins. It's just the nature of that business. And, you know, I'm just used to constant recognition my whole career over awesome new win off to the next one. Let's crush it. Let's do it. And to actually slow down, prepare yourself for this new marathon where Along the way, your encouragements are small cups of waters from strangers that you meet just to hydrate you and keep you going and keep you motivated. Because as I've been developing Know Your True Self, I haven't been really focused on you know, acquiring new business. So the wins are very internal. And I think for me and other entrepreneurs that are on the call, you know what it feels like where you really have to take the time and make sure that you celebrate the things that are happening that you're not noticing because when you're on the journey alone, it's just, it's a little bit different. Um, But it it, it was a really unique learning experience and uh, definitely has transformed a lot of my ways of thinking about entrepreneurship and how much, um, you know, how much respect I have for anyone that's taken this journey.
0: That could be difficult having that different uh, change of pace of things when you're working on on a certain project or venture They're used to kind of short little sprints, like you said, and then turning it into a marathon, you have to kind of really pace it out and, and, and figure that out.
1: But you know what really helps pace it out? Living in Austin. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, there's just something about, you know, the energy field here is so much different than New York. It took me a lot, a lot of time, a few months, almost like six months just to adjust to the pace here. But um, it's such a, a wonderful, awake, healthy, beautiful culture and lifestyle wonderful, friendly people. It, it Austin has so many wonderful things going for it. it it's been a great place to, to be on this journey. And I was just thinking, you know, yesterday in preparation for this call, I was like, man, I need to write a blog post just thanking Austin because um, what a wonderful place to do this.
0: I feel like the lessons from your book um, could help a broad range of people uh, dealing with different things. Um, but what would you say is your target audience for this book? Um,
1: Humanity. Yes, you're right. But, you know, anyone that has the desire to seek more peace, joy and contentment in life and wants to truly do the work to look inward to find growth. If you're looking for a 30 day challenge to find your true self, this isn't it if you're looking to discover the truths of human existence and an integrated approach to discovering your true self, and you want to make this a lifelong journey to being the best you, and you need a framework of reference to guide you, this is going to help you a lot. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of different like demographics and psychographics that you can split up inside of that, of, of creating change. But, you know, a lot of the change and who I really hope I can help is, is the, the younger generations of people. I mean, you know, entering the workforce is a big challenge right now. Um, You know, finding balance in life. So, you know, I, I do think the sweet spot for me and probably where I'm most relevant is definitely the, you know, the, 27 to to 50 year old range um, that are really navigating a lot of unique life changes. Maybe they're going through entering the workforce. They're looking for a raise. They're starting a family. They're looking for what's next in their life. Um, You know, we can really help anyone. It's, it's designed for humanity in mind. So it doesn't alienate anyone from, from taking away its message.
0: Very good stuff. Um, where can folks uh, buy the book? Uh, where can they learn more about you? And yeah. then, are there are there any other uh, things that we that we miss that you want to share with listeners about the book?
1: Okay, yeah. Um, if you want to get the book, um, Book People in downtown Austin has physical copies. If you feel like going to Book People, if not, it's available through all major retailers, Amazon, Barnes and Noble's. I'm going to keep plugging Book People because they're an independent. Um, you can buy it online with book people as, as well. Um, and then if you want to get in touch with me, um, I, keep a, I don't have a lot of social media presence. I keep a, a low profile, but I'm available on LinkedIn. You can find me at James Petrossi. um, My company, ptnl.com, if you want to find out more about what we do at PTNL. And that's the scoop. That's the skinny. I'm Jim Petrassi, And, and uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'd love to connect.
0: Very good. I got one final question for you, yeah. and that is, what's your favorite restaurant in Austin?
1: Who Favorite restaurant in Austin. Now, when I moved to Austin, I also developed some um, food allergies. So my number one restaurant is definitely Plow Burger. Uh, if Plow Burger, the Campfire Burger, vegan, gluten-free bun, unbelievable. I mean, if there's ever a question of me not wanting to cook for our family order plow burger it's
0: it's phenomenal (laughs) that's amazing i've never been there but i'm I'm definitely gonna go try it
1: yeah
0: hey james thank you so much for coming on the podcast uh sharing your story uh and sharing a little bit about your book uh encourage listeners to to please uh buy the book and uh i think it can help a lot of people and so again thanks again for for coming on the podcast let's stay connected love to have you back on again sometime
1: Hey, awesome. And pleasure to meet you as well. This has been great.
0: Thank you, sir. This episode is brought to you by our affiliate, Gemini. Gemini is a well-respected cryptocurrency exchange started by Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. If you're interested in purchasing Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other altcoins, please check out their website at gemini.sjv.io backslash Moontower to learn all about it. Thank you.